As you write your life story, you're far from finished. Are you looking to close the book on your job? Maybe turn a page in your career. Be Continued at the Georgetown University School of Continuing Studies. Our professional master's degrees and certificates are designed to meet you where you are and take you where you want to go. At Georgetown SCS, the learning never stops, and neither do you. Write your next chapter. Be continued at scs.georgetown.edu slash podcast. Spotify Greenroom. It's the live audio-only sports talk platform. It's free to download and use. Talk to other fans, athletes, and insiders in real time. Perfect for watch parties, post-game breakdowns, and reacting to breaking news. And you can share experiences on the app. I mean, you can start enjoying ongoing conversations. You can watch games. It's like being at the bar. Except for, well, you're in a chat room listening to it online. And, of course, you can give your opinions and not have to deal with Twitter trolls. All you need to do to get this app, go to the iOS App Store, Google Play Store, and download the Spotify Green Room. Create your profile, link your Twitter, join your group, and come in with your spiciest takes. Spotify Green Room. Go ahead and check it out. All right, guys. Welcome to our Pit Panther Rants. Another Sports Rants podcast. Vlad Harris, your host. Brought to you by the Sports Drink. Gulp, gulp, sip, sip, whatever. All right. Today's Friday. Happy Friday to you guys. I hope you guys are feeling a little bit better. The pollen and ragweed's been driving me nuts here, so I have to hop on my allergy meds, which kind of sucks. I hate having runny noses and whatnot. Never a fun thing. I got breakfast coming here in a little bit. Thank you, Uber Eats. And let's talk about what's going on. Well, last night we had the Patriots and um, the Cowboys play. Patriots were minus, uh, not Patriots, shit. I'm thinking, you know why I'm thinking Patriots? Uh, Tom Brady. Because <laughs> when you think of Tom Brady, you think of the Patriots. Um, Tampa Bay Buccaneers and uh, Dallas Cowboys. Uh, the Cowboys were, um, they came, they opened as a plus six and a half point underdog. The line grew to nine, and I kind of figured, well, I had a feeling they were to cover because plus, you know, plus nine is very generous. And everybody was hammering Tampa Bay for whatever reason. And you got Dak who's come back from injury, but you don't know what exactly you're getting. But obviously the Cowboys were, they came pretty well prepared. I mean, Dak had a hell of a game. He threw for over 400 yards, four touchdowns. I mean, they had, um, you know, 29 points against, I mean, it took, it took a team to the wire that has Tom Brady, Leonard Fournette, Ronald Jones, Godwin, Antonio Brown, Mike Evans, Brock Gronkowski. I mean, Cowboys went up against a loaded team, and they took them to the you know the final seconds. It's just that they took the lead with, and they left they left too much time on the clock, unfortunately, because well they they had to kick the field goal. But Tom Brady drove down the field, and and the rest was history. But it was a great opening for another great season, great game to watch. I enjoyed it. And on the same day, T.J. Watt signed his extension 
He's getting $80 million guaranteed, $112 million contract, four years. Good for TJ. Uh, he wanted, obviously, $100, you know, $100, million, $100 million guaranteed. He wasn't going to get it. I'm sure he was. I mean, I'm sure he wasn't going to get it. But for one thing, $100 million is basically, you know, you set, a, you, set, you set a high salary as a, talk, you know, as a talking point. Say, so, hey, this is what I want. And then the steerers come and say, well, we can just give you this. Because if TJ asks for $80 million guaranteed, the steerers probably going to offer only $60 million. So I know people didn't like what he was doing, but, you know, you got to hold out for every penny you can. I mean, that's what Le'Veon Bell did. And, I, you know, I think if the Steelers would have bumped that money up, he would have signed with Pitts. He would have signed with us. But I believe with him, I don't know. I think the Steelers weren't going to sign him because one the season before was the first full season he played without injury or suspension. So when you have that type of history where you're, you know, where, you know, where you're injured, especially in the playoffs, where you're if you're not able to perform, they're not going to give you a lot of money. You know, spe- I mean, because they need because they one one thing they need you for really is the playoffs more than anything. And if you're hurt, you know, it's just you're un- it's it's unreliable. You know, you're unreliable. And then, you know, but the Steelers probably, you know, they, they franchise, but I can understand from Levy Bell's perspective, he, despite that, he put up big numbers receiving and rushing. So he had every right to hold out for, for, a, long, for a longer deal and more guaranteed money. Steelers had their reasons as well for not giving it to him. And, you know, Steelers said, we'll just franchise you. But Levy Bell said, okay, I'm leaving. And you know Ben's Ben's leadership took a PR hit because you had him and Antonio Brown both leaving, and they blamed Ben for it. Obviously, Ben's relationship with Bell wasn't all that great. I mean, although Ben did send a text hoping he would report to camp, and you know, didn't work out. And of course, Steelers raided his locker room after he left. You know, when he was no longer coming back, the Steelers, the, the teammates raided his locker room and trashed it. So. There was that. But on the flip side of it, TJ, you know, since he held out, he wasn't voted as a team captain. And I have no issues with that because if you're not – he wasn't he wasn't playing in the preseason, I don't think. You know, he was participating in his own little drills. And, you know, if you're not there, then, you know, if you're really, if you're really not there, they're not going to, you know, you know, they're not going to vote you. That's just how it is. I mean, there's, there was times where Ben deserved – Steelers MVP and he he didn't get voted, even when he was the clear person. It's just how they feel about you, at that at that moment. Now the Big Twelve did finally vote to formally expand, and they got Central Florida's in, so they're in a P five conference. Um, BYU's in, Houston's in, and Cincinnati's in. So, I mean, props to Cincinnati because, you know, when they were in the Big East, they made the most of their stay, especially in football. 
two BCS appearances. They could have had. I think they could have at least one more if uh, Zach Caleros doesn't get hurt. Houston, long overdue. They were left pretty much. They were left in the dust when the Southwest Conference, you know, broke up. They left the fend for themselves. They should have gone in the Big Twelve initially, but Baylor obviously had you know more lawyers and politicians instead of Texas Tech. So they were going to get the they were going to get their their, their they were going to get their teams in no matter what. Such a Florida Pitt initially wanted them in when when the Big East was trying to expand, and you know everybody else's answer was Villanova. And thank God Pitt left. Now I think the Big Twelve I think is gonna is here to stay. I don't think it's gonna break up because I think there's a fear of a form of a super conference, and I think they're trying to avoid that. I think they're trying to avoid the SEC expanding it more than what it should because you know, they they can go after more more teams if they wanted to and form that. But supposedly the Big Twelve pays more in terms of money in terms of per team payout, so. I don't know. I mean, I know I know. there's talk about West Virginia trying to get in the ACC, but if uh, the Big 12 is going to be, be, be there to stay in there, and then the, the money's better, stay in the Big 12. You could play, I mean, you could probably you could play us out of conference. At least it's, that's what I would do. Now, Pitt's playing against Tennessee this week. Now, looking at uh, Pitt and Tennessee this week, the Twitter account uh, Dream Backfield, who uh, is at Into Pit, mentions Pitt's pretty much lost its last ten games against P five opponents. They're zero and ten. A lot of them, pretty, I think, all of them are one score games. And now they're going to Tennessee and they're coming back as a. Um, surprisingly, a three and a half point. Favorite right now, it's it's the line started two and I think it's moved to um, take a look here. Good question. Let's go to the ACC real quick and see. Right now it's a three. I've seen a th- I, did, I have seen a three and a half. So it's it's going from two to a three two to three. Which to me is kind of concerning. Pipping a, a road favorite against Tennessee is a bit concerning to me because I feel that. On the betting side, but everybody's probably going to hammer the Tennessee plus three. So maybe something happen, something magical happens for Pitt. I really don't, you know, I wouldn't bank on it. The over is fifty six and a half, and I'm not sure. To be honest with you, I think this is going to be a low. This I think it goes under. I think this game kind of screams like a seventeen ten kind of game twenty, you know, to me. Obviously, for Pitt, but let's start for a second. I do give the Tennessee fans a lot of credit for uh, drumming up all the propaganda to make this game bigger than what it really is. Uh, there's some, some articles about Tennessee being matched up with some being matched up with some mediocre Pitt team. Pender Doozy made some sort of fake comment. Well, it was I mean the guy said it was fake, and people have run with it. 
I don't know. I, I have no idea what. Oh, they play at Neyland Stadium, so I really. I don't know. When I think of Tennessee football, I think of probably Peyton Manning and T. Martin. I mean, they T. You know, they won the title with T. Martin. Uh, that's really about it. I mean, I don't really think of much anything else about them. I mean, who else is on that team? Was it Jamal? Wasn't Jamal Lewis on that team? I think I'm not sure. Yeah, that's pretty much my really my thoughts on it. Uh, there's also the women's basketball. Uh, they had a you know with Shimmy, remember remember that? Uh, well, Candace Parker, but people remember her. I grew up with um, college with Shamik Holtzclaw. That's when they were really dominant. Oh yes, Pat Summit. That's who I remember. And I remember they had a um, they had a you know Tennessee was known for when you thought of women's basketball you thought of Tennessee but then Gino Ariema and the UConn Huskies came into the town and now you think of women's basketball you think of UConn now. Which makes me wonder if uh, what would happen if UConn would have stayed in the AAC. Are they one of the guys who gets invited to the Big 12? Because they would have been a better basketball conference by then. And on top of that, I mean, women's basketball, you got UConn and Baylor in the same conference. And that would have been, been a lot of fun. But UConn's in the Big East now. But looking at the Pitt-UConn game, I mean, Tennessee game, uh... I see as low scoring. The big uh, there's a lot, of, a lot of questions they need to be answered about our offense. We know we have Kenny Pickett and the receivers. One thing they have to do with, in terms of receivers is catch the make sure they're catching the football because we always have that problem. Kenny's not going to have the same amount of time to throw like he did against UMass, so the ball has to get quicker. Accurately, and on top of that, Pitt needs to establish some sort of ground game with somebody. And of course, the offensive line—I mean, is going to be more of the same? Or Kenny's running for his life, and he's he's living by the living by the third quarter. I'm really hoping I'm really hoping not by now. But if but if that happens here on Saturday Saturday afternoon, I'm going to be really really concerned. So. Obviously, your keys are Pitt's offensive line. Can they protect Kenny? Can they help establish some sort of ground game? That's your big thing. Uh, Pitt, obviously, is going to go against Joe Milton, and he was very inaccurate and decisive. He was like 11 for 23 last week against Bowling Green. My fear is, is that Pitt, Pitt loves man coverage, and I think he's. I, and my fear is he's, he's going to take advantage of the man coverage. I think, you know, Pitt obviously needs to get pressure on him, but... One thing that was pointed out is when Milton has time, it seems like he's more indecisive as he has time. And the more indecisive he is, you know, what happens? And I need to, I need to mute my um, conversations with somebody because I don't want them calling me during my podcast because I hate that shit. But I, the way I see this game is it look on paper and everything, it looks like Pitt could win this one. But it's at Tennessee. They're, they're going to be loud. I have a feeling Tennessee's defense is going to bend and not break against Pitt. And we're going to have to rely on our kicking game. And I think this is going to be one of those type of games where we don't, it's low scoring and Pitt has to rely on their special teams. And, well, punting will, will be fine, but kicking not so much. 
we're probably going to shank a few misses, shank a few field goals. So, given Pitt's history playing as P5s, especially on the road, I'm going with Pitt to lose to Tennessee 17-10. I think it's a 17-10, 17-13 game. If Pitt does win, it's going to be a 17-10, 17-13 game. But as we've seen with with recent history here, I, there's not enough that convinces, convinces me to pick a win this game. But I could be wrong, and you know what? I love being wrong. So, but you know what? Maybe I should go to, um, you know, Spotify Green Room and, and talk about all this. Maybe one day. You know, it's a live, audio-only sports talk platform. You know, you can, it's free to download to use it. Talk to our fans. Invite some of your buddies, you know, have a watch party. Athletes. Talk to insiders and real-time even bloggers. You know, you can start your ongoing conversations. You can watch your games together. You know, have your little watch parties. You react to the biggest news and breaking news and rumors and games and have just have long, in-depth conversations. I mean, you're talking to other sports fans, athletes, executives. I mean, you're talking to a whole bunch of people. And all you got to do is go to the iOS App Store or the Google Play Store, download for free, create your profile, link your Twitter, and come in with your spiciest takes. Now let's take a look at the rest of the ACC for this weekend. Duke plays tonight against North Carolina A&T. Duke should win this one. Uh, I don't see why not. I hope they win it because it didn't look good for them last week. Yeah, they lost a good Charlotte. Illinois, Virginia... I think UVA, they're a minus 10 and a half at home. I like, I like UVA at home in, in this one. Excuse me, I'm drinking my juice. Georgia Tech against Kennesaw State. Um, there's no line for this game, but I would hope that Georgia Tech would win it. It didn't work out well from two last weekend. Jesus, a lot of one double A teams. Uh, Wake Forest and Norfolk State. Wake should win this one easily. Virginia Tech and Middle Tennessee. This game will be Tech is a minus twenty after being North Carolina. I like Middle. I like Middle Tennessee to cover on this one. I think Tech wins it, but Middle Tennessee covers. Rutgers and Syracuse. Oh my God, an old Big East rivalry, the Battle of New York, at one o'clock. Central time, 2 o'clock, Eastern time, ACC Network. Wow. Rutgers minus 2.5 favorite. It's at Syracuse, but I'm going to go Rutgers. Syracuse is a hot mess. It's a, obviously a must win for Syracuse, but yeah, I just don't see it happening. Not especially Dina. Boston College, UMass. Uh, Phil Yurkovic takes over. Where he left off last week and they destroy UMass. South Carolina State and Clemson. Clemson, I think, will recover from last week's disappointment. Miami and Appalachian State. Miami minus nine against this. Appalachian State's not, not a team to fuck with. Um, excuse my language. Oof. I don't know about this. I'm going with Appalachian State in an, ups, in an upset. NC State, Mississippi State. I'm going to NC State. 
Louisville and Kentucky. Louisville, obviously. I think they get out of their little funk. North Carolina and Georgia State. Sam Howell becomes a Heisman candidate after his, after his historic beating of Georgia State. Forest State and Jacksonville State. Obviously, you know what happens here, right? Uh, yeah. Uh, Florida State will destroy them. Now, for the rest of the top 25, and all around, let's see what games stick out here. Uh, let's see, there's Oregon and Ohio State at 11 o'clock a.m. I'm going with Ohio State. I'm going with the Buckeyes at home. I um, Yeah, 11 o'clock a.m., yeah, I'm definitely going with the Buckeyes. Yeah, I, I just there's not much to you know convince me that you know that Oregon's going to win this one. I mean, it's a Pac-12. Yeah, I just Ohio State just has too many weapons. Uh, let's see what else we got here. Anything in particular that's good? Duquesne plays Ohio. Wow. Um, Ohio should win this one, but I yeah, Ohio should. But it's on ESPN three if you guys want to watch it. Notre Dame with Toledo. Notre Dame should win that one easily. Robert Morris plays Central Michigan. I like this. You know, these local colleges playing these major schools. Uh, gotta go with Central Michigan. But that game is also on ESPN3, guys, if you want to watch it. UAB in Georgia. This, you know, UAB usually gives teams a hard time, but I'm going with Georgia on this one. Texas A&M in Colorado. A&M kind of struggled a little bit last week, but, ooh, it's at Colorado. Mm. Honestly, I'm, go- I'm going with the Buffaloes. I'm going with Colorado. Penn State and Ball State. Penn State's a minus 22. I like Penn State in this one. I think they cover. James Franklin hates not covering, so I think he will He'll run up the score. Cal and TCU. I got to go with TCU on that one. I mean, there's a. I mean, seriously, guys, there's a lot of really decent games this weekend. I mean, Ohio and Iowa State, tenth break Iowa versus ninth Iowa State. Uh, I gotta go with Iowa. I gotta go with the Hawkeyes because it was based on recent history. Let's take a look around now. If you're West Virginia fans, you guys play Long Island University. It's at four o'clock. It's on ESPN Plus. Uh, you guys should probably win that one pretty easily. Houston and Rice. Uh, Rice gave uh, Houston's a minus eight, and this is a must win for Dana because they lost last week. Who did they lose to, by the way? Oh yeah, Texas Tech. Well, I mean they were going. I mean that's given they're going to lose to Texas Tech. Um, it's at well, regardless, it's, it's at Rice Stadium. So re- regardless, it's still in Houston. Um, I go with. Um, yeah, if they lose this game, they're screwed. Well, at least Dana's screwed. Um, yeah, I'm going with uh, Houston. Let's see what else we got going on here. Texas and Arkansas, an old Southwest Conference matchup. It's at 7 o'clock Eastern, 6 Central. Uh, let's see. I'm going to go with Arkansas at home. I'm going like the other way on a lot of these. Anything else today? Let's see. Texas Southern Baylor. That's good Lord. Baylor should win that one easily. I mean, it's a 
A lot of these games are some, some are one double A's, but I mean it's cool to see Duquesne and uh, you know Robert Morris playing some game these some of these opponents. Anything else particular that's of interest? Uh, let's see, Washington, Michigan, another Pac-12 Big Big Ten matchup. I like Michigan at home. I think they. Yep. Yep. Utah and BYU. I think uh, big game for Utah. I like them. Stanford, USC. Got to go with USC because Stanford's a little, you know, they're kind of a hot mess right now. And that's really about it for the, uh, any, any replies on Twitter here? No, nothing. Nothing, nothing, nothing. If you could bring back one closed Pittsburgh restaurant, what would it be? Uh, I don't know. Um, I haven't really been back in ever, you know, I've been gone for 12 years. Uh, Nigros and and uh, White Oak or North for Sales, depending on you know, depending on you know, or McKee Sport, you know, depending on where you know where your geography is. I said I said Nigros and McKee Sport, and somebody were corrected me and said actually it's North for Sales, and he's kind of right. It's on that little border thing. So on forty eight, I'd probably go with Nigros. I think for a Pittsburgh restaurant. Uh, is there anything else? I mean, there's the carousel on you know by Kennywood. I mean, that was not a bad place. I, mean, I think it was a bar. I think it burned down. I think. Um, I mean, if we're talking Mon Valley, uh, one place in particular, I remember the Bettis Lounge. That was on. That was by the Bettis Laboratory in West Mifflin. And I remember it burned down. I think. I think the. I think the sign's still up for it. I remember as a kid, I looked up. I was going to the bus stop, and I saw this big cloud of smoke from on top of the hill behind the. BP, I think it was a boron by that by that time. It was a boron gas station, but it became a BP. And I just remember the rumor has it supposedly the terrorists meant to blow up. It blew up supposedly. Rumor has it, and and supposedly the rumor is is the terrorists meant to blow up the Bettis Laboratory. And I guess when they were told Bettis, they blew up the Bettis Lounge instead. That's you know that's the rumor I heard. That's a good question. Whether you know, I mean, Nigro sticks out. Uh, not sure who else though. I mean, that's a lot to think. Of. That's a lot to think about. Uh, remember the one restaurant in the, at the waterfront that was initially the Cap City Diner, and then it just morphed into several different restaurants. I think the, I think it was like the Red Hot and Blue, and I think it was a, it was a Mexican restaurant at one time. It went through so many different changes because I, for some reason that. That place that always did bad for some reason. It went. Uh, I think is that a is that a. I'm trying to think what it is now. Is it uh, is that a Bravo's now? I mean, I did like Pizza Pizza Perfecto, and that was in West Mifflin as well. They I always liked their Italian hoagies and their pizza bread. I would walk home from the Woodland Flea Market. And sometimes I would stop there usually to get pizza bread or something like that, and. It was scalding hot when you'd buy it, but by, by the time I'd walk home with it, it would be, you know, it'd be warm enough to eat, you know, it'd be cool, it'd be cool down enough to eat. But for the life of me, I can't think of anything else. But anyways, guys, have a great weekend. Enjoy some more football. Hell to pit. Bye.